Hello and welcome to the week six Power Rankings podcast, proudly a part of the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated podcast network. Thanks for tuning in. What a fantastic week of fantasy football we had in week five. Several matchups coming right down to the wire. Exciting. A great week. We're going to jump right into the rankings, but before we do, a couple of quick notes to get into. One, I just kind of want to look at the landscape of the league for a moment because it'll help explain what's going on with the small changes in the power rankings. There's a lot of minor adjustments, teams moving up up or down one or two spots. Um, You see that across the board for this week, and the main reason for that is because we actually have a little cluster forming in the league. When you look at... Um, say spots six, five or six through eleven. You've got all those teams within one game of each other, record-wise. You've got two teams at one and four, and I believe four teams at two and three right now. And there's a lot of room for things to shift around in the coming weeks. I, I truly don't think that anyone is out of it, even record-wise, not counting the highest score playoff seed, but I think record-wise, everyone's still in it. So there's a lot of changes uh, depending on who is winning week-to-week right now in that range. So just hold your horses, and um, the more you win, the more you'll move up. That's a guarantee. The second thing that needs to be addressed is the ranking of the Mercus Perkis organization in this week's power rankings. There have been a lot of rumors, concerns, uh, things being brought to light over the past few weeks, not only on the um, podcast network, but also um, in the group me of just people being concerned that, hey, Marcus Perkis may be up to some type of collusion things. We're concerned about character. We're concerned about, you know, is he doing things behind the scenes maybe to give, give himself some sort of an advantage? And maybe that's the reason why he's at 4-1 and one at this point. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but we have decided to undergo a formal investigation of all Mercus Perkis transactions so far this year just to make sure that no collusion is going on. Hopefully we find that no collusion has been committed, but as of right now, we have to freeze the ranking and the power rankings. Uh, We can't update that ranking until we find out for sure whether or not any collusion has been committed. So, unfortunately, Mercus Perkis is going to have to stay at number six this week, and we'll have to see what the results of this investigation are before we can make any changes on his ranking. So, just wanted to give you a heads up at the top of this podcast. At number 12, we have, to no one's surprise... Patrick P. coming in with an 0-5 record. Now, I do want to say his team has been pretty impressive the past two weeks, putting up 144 points and 130 points. But sadly, he's still not been able to get a win. And at this point, he's just going to have to win a game if he wants to get out of the bottom spot. There's nothing more I could say. That's the only reason. He's 0-5. Things are not looking good. He's in panic mode. And... Yeah, you just can't move up if you keep taking losses week after week. And at some point, you have to question the management. You have to question, do they know how to get 
a winning week. It's one thing to put up points. It's another thing to win the week. So definitely some concern there uh, in this. I'm recording this minutes after a blockbuster trade was just announced on the Sleeper app. And I got to say, I find it somewhat questionable for this manager. My instant reaction. I don't know why they would trade away Alexander Madison when they need a win this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook might not play unless he had a real change of heart from when he recorded the podcast uh, the other night when he thought for sure that Dalvin Cook was not going to play. I'm not sure why this deal was made at this time. I think maybe this would have made a little bit more sense if he had waited until after this week to make this deal, but still, I, I don't really like it for Patrick P. I think I'd, I would take the A.O. Tiz side on this one, and I think it's another big W for him. I typically don't like trading with the opponent I matched up with on that given week, so it'll be really interesting to see how this turns out and to see if this will swing that matchup. I think Patrick may have had a chance this week, but I really like A.O. Tiz this week, and I think he pulls out the win. At number 11, we've got down two spots from last week, Benjamin P., coming in here the lowest score of the week and also the lowest score through five weeks in the league Ben P's had a rough go of it so far this season if you do a deep dive on the advanced metrics dating back to last season you'll see that Ben P has been by far the luckiest player in terms of wins related to fantasy points scored it seems like his luck is finally starting to run out and the losses are piling up If it weren't for two cheap division wins, he could be looking at 0-5 here as he's clearly been one of the worst teams so far this season. Now, it's worth noting a stat that Alex Cook posted in the group me the other day and just how terrible the podcast host predictions have been so far this season. I believe one of them was 9 out of 30 and the other one was 8 out of 30 in terms of predicting which team was going to win each week. Now, when you just look at the common sense... There's two options, 50-50, you'd think an average would be 15 out of 30. So both managers are well below the standard when it comes to predicting matchups. And that is translating over to the management of their own teams. So far, they've been the worst managers in the league. And with continued interdivisional play coming up in the next few weeks, these teams will likely stay at the bottom. At number 10, we've got... Three spots down from last week, me. After a tough loss, a humiliating loss, in which my team did not produce pretty much at all, with the exception of Mike Davis, nothing went right for me. Now, I do still believe in my team completely, and I think that I've got a good run coming up ahead of me. But at some point, the same logic that applies to Patrick applies to me. The wins need to show up on the scoreboard before I can move up in the rankings. And so that's why I'm back down to number 10 this week. But a more important topic that I want to discuss is the bottom three in these rankings are all the content producers. And part of me is wondering, is producing the content for the league creating a distraction from these managers managing their teams and is it putting them at a disadvantage? It's something that I'm going to have to start thinking about. Do I need to consider some sort of content retirement so that I can focus more on my team? I don't know. One more thing I forgot to mention about my team. 
my injury bugs have finally cleared up a little bit. I haven't found anything in my sink, anything in my bathroom, around the toilet. And turns out, I didn't have a bunch of bug bites. I actually had poison ivy. Don't know how I got it, but it was all over me, all over my legs. Um, actually, it wasn't all over me. It was just all over my legs. And then a few spots here and there. But it was poison ivy, not bugs. So I guess maybe that's a good sign moving forward. Coming in at number nine, we've got Eric J down one spot from last week. And look, Eric J is one and four. But I want to reiterate what I said at the start of this podcast. Spots six through 11 right now are separated by one game. One game. We're in week five. We've got eight weeks to go. There's really not a big gap between these teams. I could easily be in this spot. Ben P could easily be in the spot. Some of the other two and three teams could easily be in this spot. It's about what is going to happen moving forward from this point. And Eric J is going to have to start getting some wins. He's got a matchup with Griffin this week. Tough matchup, but as of right now, Sleeper's favored him, favoring him to win. So if he does pull out a win this week, it would be huge for his chances moving forward. I've got the key in this matchup being the hometown running back, Damian Harris, for the Patriots. If he can pull through with a big game and get a big share of the workload, I think Eric J has a good chance to pull this game out, considering he's got solid options at wide receiver with Devontae Parker, Robbie Anderson, and Jameson Crowder, as well as Lamar Jackson. I think he gets back on a little bit of track this week with some rushing yardage. And yeah, if Damian Harris can step up, I think he can win. At number eight, we've got Isaac M. up three spots from last week, which last week's ranking, look, in hindsight, it looks a little bit harsh, but like I said in the last segment, these teams are all close together. Isaac's two and three. This is the spot I think he deserves. We've got a couple other two and three teams above him here, but I think it's exactly correct. He's behind me in points, he's behind Kevin in points, and he's behind Like in points. So I think this is the spot that he belongs in. And another factor is that stench from his performance a couple weeks ago, the lowest total score in the league so far this year, is there's a little bit of carryover. I mean, not much after that big win on Tuesday night, which was fantastic. Um... Just an amazing feeling. Obviously, you know, some people say trades are the best part of fantasy football. I think it's when your game comes down to the wire and you're on the winning side of one of those primetime matchups, usually Sunday night or Monday night. This time it was Tuesday night. And you just barely sneak out that win. That is the best part of fantasy football. And when you lose, that's the worst part. There's nothing like it. And Isaac came away with a historic win this past week and he should be happy for that and if he wins again this week he's sure to move up in the ranks again so coming in at number seven we've got like w down two spots from last week and we're gonna have kevin right above him and if you look at the total points scored like does have more points scored but The difference that I put here, and again, I want to reiterate, it's a small difference. All these teams are in a, what was the word I used? 
slush together. I can't remember. But listen, the difference between this ranking is just recency bias. Like has now lost two games in a row. He started off great, two and one. Can't ask for a much better start. Only three and zero is better. But he's dropped two games in a row. And Kevin picked up a win this week. He was the highest scorer in the week. And that's the difference here. So, anyways, if you look back at the last few weeks for like, he's actually been putting up decent points. If you go back to three weeks ago, he put up 140. Then he put up over 125 in each of the past two weeks, even though he lost. So, I do think there's a little bit of bad luck there. You put up 125 in two weeks, you expect, you know, maybe to come away with one win out of that. But, you know, he didn't. So... I feel like the struggle for like so far in this league is he hasn't been able to put together a sustained run of success. And I can't remember if it was this year or the year or last year or, or two years ago when like had kind of a hike, uh, uh, hot streak going. I think he had Patrick Mahomes on his team and he got off to a hot start and then he just totally cooled off and ended up being one of the worst teams. And you just hope that that's not the case um, for with this season, he got off to a good start, and you know he's dropping games now. He really needs to do something to make sure that he pulls out a win this week, so he doesn't drop too far back. The previously mentioned Kevin W comes in at number six, up four spots from last week, and this was a big week for him—a big win, a big scoring output, and. His record is 2-3. and three. It was his first win since week one. So he had been on a three-game losing streak. He snaps that in resounding fashion, putting no doubt about it with 150 points. And it was just a great win. Great win all around. Oddly enough, they returned to the number six spot, which is what I had them ranked at in the preseason. But last week was just exactly what this team needed. If you look at the point totals through the first few weeks of the season before last week, they really struggled to get above that 120-point mark, which is what you need to expect to try to get a win. And they just consistently fell below that mark. And so to be able to just blow the doors off this week, um, I think it proved a lot. I think it should give them confidence moving forward. And it puts them right back in the mix, right back in the middle of the standings, right back in the middle of the power rankings. And they're definitely in striking distance for the playoffs. At number five, up one spot from last week, we've got Mercus Percocet. Listen, I know that I said we didn't have approval from the league office to rank this team, but since the time I recorded that segment, uh, we did get approval from the standing desk to go ahead and and rank even though the investigation is still ongoing so we don't have any further updates at this time regarding the investigation but we can't go ahead and rank this team so they move up one spot number five again by far the easiest schedule in the league definitely a lot of luck comes into play with this team but they're four and one so there's no doubt they have to be in the top half of the rankings there's no doubt They deserve some credit for at least pulling the wins out. Um, There's no doubt there, but we'll see if they continue to pull wins out 
in this interdivision play. There's no more cheap, easy wins against Patrick and Ben now that uh, interdivision play has started. So he's going to have to wait till the end of the year to get two more cheap, easy wins. But we'll see. This this team has a big test this week going up against Connor F., a good, proven team with a winning record. We'll see if they can pull it out. I'm guessing they can't, but we'll see. You know, it's one thing to beat my team, but it's another thing to beat a good team. So we'll see how it goes. At number four, we've got no change from last week. Connor F. This team is good. They put up 139 points. Um, This was kind of the underrated matchup of the week. Not quite the fanfare that Isaac and Patrick had, but still was a close game. Still came down to Tuesday night. Luke, Luke had a chance there at the end. And, yeah, just an impressive performance being able to pull this one out. Had to put up at least 130 to get the win. Put up 140. And it's impressive. This team has big expectations. They were ranked high in the power rankings earlier in the season. But a couple of rough losses had them come down to number four. So it was good to see them get back on track. Get the record back on the winning side of things. And... They're just below those other division leaders right now in the win column. In fact, they're the only 3-2 and two team in the league. We've got a lot of 2-3 and three teams, but this is the only 3-2 and, three, or three and two team that we've got. So they stand alone above the rest, but below those three division leaders that are at the top of the rankings. But this team can certainly move into that category. If they pick up uh, some more wins in the coming weeks, They've definitely got the talent, and they just need some luck to go their way, and they could be in that top three. So here we go, top three, number three. We've got Alex T, and I actually have on my sheet here, I've got Griffin at number three, but I'm changing it because of the things that happened today. These monster trades that went down, and I'm not saying that they worked out poorly in Tiz's favor. I think that they were good trades, but the fact of the matter is this. The team that he has now is a little bit less unproven than the team that he had before. The team that he had before had proved its worth, had proved that they were winners, had proved that they deserved to be in the division lead, and now I just don't know. And you combine that with the fact that Griffin defeated them last week in a head-to-head matchup, and that was enough to push Griffin over the edge to number two. So... Again, not saying that I don't like the trades. I do like the trades, but you just can't be sure. And sometimes things like this backfire, and there's certainly risk. And we're just going to have to wait and see how it plays out. At number two, we've got the aforementioned Griffin F. Coming away with a monster win over the previously undefeated A.O. Tiz. And... It was huge. He is still the leader of his division at 4-1, and one, tied for the second-best record in the league, putting up 144 points and a convincing win over a good opponent. Probably the highlight of the season so far. Again, easy division, got some cheap wins early on, but they're proving that they can play with the best, and that's important. That's what you need to see when those matchups come up on the schedule. You need to see wins to prove that your team belongs with the best. And that's what they did this past week. Now, I said earlier in the podcast that I thought Eric may have a chance in this matchup, but we all know that's not true. Griffin is coming away with this win. 
He's got great skilled position players in just about every spot, including the flex. And he's got uh, Rodney Blankenship, who is an elite kicker so far. So I do think that Griffin will uh, pull this one out, even though Sleeper's got him as the underdog. And, um, yeah, he could be looking at 5-1. and one. He could be looking at a potential number one spot in the rankings if Alex C. gets upset this week. Who knows? We'll have to see how the scores shake out. We'll have to see the performances put up by each team. But he's in the conversation right now for best team in the league, and that's no small feat. At number one, we've got Alex C. coming in with an undefeated record the leader of the regular season standing so far, the leader of his division. This team, however, has certainly showed some vulnerability, especially in this last week, putting up only 100 points. Now, thankfully, they played Ben and were able to pull out a win, but that's not to say there isn't room for concern. In their matchup this week, they have their two best players, Russell Wilson and Alvin Kamara, on bye. So I don't think it's crazy to say that this team may be upset. When you look into the context of these numbers, again, you've got to take into account the full picture when you're just looking at the basic points for, points allowed. The bottom three in points allowed, or the lowest points allowed, the luckiest teams, are all in the TTT division. No surprise there. They're putting up terrible performances against each other. They've got the lowest points against. But when you look at teams outside of that division... Alex C. has got the lowest so far. With all that to be said, this team is definitely deserving of the top spot in the league, the top spot in the power rankings. They do have the most points scored in the entire league, so you can't ask for much more than that. But that may be an underlying contributor to the 5-0 start. The 5-0 may be slightly misleading, and I think we see a correction in that this week. So that's it for the Week 6 Power Rankings. I hope you enjoyed it. It took a lot of time, took a lot of churning, took a lot of butter to create this podcast, but it was all worth it, and this program is a proud part of the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated Podcast Network. Here's to a great week six. See you all next week, unless I retire.